Is everyone really stupid? I don't understand. Is the whole fucking world a moron? What the hell is going on? Why? Why? What? I'm getting really angry right now. What's ha- Duh. What? Fucking idiots! Yo, I'm so angry. I'm so fucking angry. I'm getting so angry. That doesn't make sense. No, I'm sorry. I'm so angry right now. <laughs> Welcome to Mild Man of the Timid. With three brown folks that are tired of that safe shit. So, episode 43, mild-mannered and timid. Oh, look, I'm eating the mic again. <laughs> I should stop doing this. For somebody that's not, like, performance person all the time, I do hold the shit out of the mic. Yeah, no, you can. It's just, you know? like, just, um, like I said, if you want to avoid the pops, just be a little bit lower. Okay. So, episode 43, mild-mannered and timid. I am Kanal. We have Kush and Rhea with me. You know where yo, the yo. fuck to find us. Yeah, it's your boy with the moist. There you go. Kush Parm. Not even it's introducing Rhea. <laughs> um, at Cali Say, at Kush Parm, at Rianjali Music, and our whole group at mild-mannered timid you know where we are yeah so thank you guys for listening to episode 42 that was our interview with nina davaluri we um we did that sometime back that was one that 2017 we were, yeah 2017 i even while we were recording it i was like i'm not recording it while we were was editing it i was like holy shit yeah. this was two years ago um because editing it i started in 2019 <laughs> yeah. um these interviews take a really long time to to get through i mean at least because we didn't we're creating a format we didn't yeah. have one before as opposed to just straight interviewing where it's just like here you go here's an hour and a half of us just yeah. asking questions we are building a story we build a story try to make it keep it interesting for you but guys. also to be fair we didn't know everything that we were gonna do back then now that we have our formula we were able to like create it now you know it's yeah. yeah. like it was a matter yeah, of figuring yeah, yeah. it out and also we didn't have mmt back then this was an idea that you had that like you knew that you wanted to put out but it would be stupid to have such a great product and not know and not have the right timing to release it. So it's yeah. okay that it took. It's not like it took us two years to edit. Yeah, it took us this long to figure out. Oh yeah, no, because we were doing the other yeah. ones first right. before we got to Nina's. Now we have two more in the can that I have to start editing, but because we found some nice transcription software. Hey, hey those will probably be guys. This transcription software is really hey, saving hyped. us a lot of time and, and energy. Hyped. I spent a lot of time yeah. beforehand, and now I feel like this is extremely yeah. helpful. I'm going to put you guys on a document where we can just share. This source has an algorithm that works in the background. You see the ones and the zeros, they, they coincide and work together By to the way, create we're making this fun of Canal because once he, he was like transcribing for like a fucking week until he... Well, not a week. Until I decided to pay $5. Yeah. $8. <laughs> $8. $8 for a service. In which after that, he was so excited, which is like, it's fair. It was just really funny how excited he was because every waking moment of the day, you saw him on the computer. I was like, what are you doing? Nothing. Just uh, <laughs> just figuring out the best way to make the software as useful as possible. I, I don't sound like that. No, you don't at <laughs> all. This is a dramatic reenactment. <laughs> of course it is, but you also do that with me. <laughs> okay, anyways, so shout out to Nina for A, being so fucking supportive. Mm. Yeah. Um, Seriously, the former... For Former Miss America supports us. Yeah. So the rest of y'all need to get on board. <laughs> <laughs> or tell your friends to get on board. She um, not only um, talked about the podcast, she listened to it. She gave her thoughts on it. She thought it was uh, really cool, the format that we did it in, because it was not like a typical interview format, even though that's how we interviewed her. Um, the way that uh, Kunal kind of narrated her life story and stuff. And also 
it wasn't boring. You know, I thought it, I, I was listening back to it and I was like, this is interesting. It's not just yeah. like, so where did you grow up? You know, the, the questions are there and the answers are there, but yeah. it was interesting. And then she also tagged us multiple times and, um, you know, tried to get the word out there. And she, she believed in this idea before we even had something as solid as MMT. Yeah. yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. And I remember I'll give all credit to Kunal with, uh, with putting this into my brain two years ago. I did not have the balls to email anybody mm -hmm. that I did not think was reachable, right? Yeah. And this guy would literally, like, he reads a book and he's like, I'm going to email the author, like, fucking <laughs> 150% nerdier. He's like, I'm going to let this... And I think it's nice because he's like, if I wrote a book and someone hit me up saying how much they appreciated it, yeah. I, I would, would be like, that's it. really nice. Yeah. And he's like, people are people. They like to hear this stuff. And I was like, that's really cool. So he would, like, hit up the author of this, like, law book that he really liked that was really helpful to him because most law books he hates, right? Right. And so that person responded back immediately. So I was like, yo, you just be reaching out to, like, random. Just cool. But then that's also how my career got shifted forward because that's what he does for me because I don't believe in that. Yeah, this fuckwad always talks about how he's antisocial, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Oh I have no defense. <laughs> yeah. Zero. I have no defense. So I was like, you know, we um, interviewed at that point Shomi, Arun, and I think Tanya. Tanya at that point, right? Uh -huh. And I was like, it would be really cool to have um, more women. And I was thinking about who it would be. And around that time, um, she was still like, I think she had just won, right? When did she win? 2000? No, I think she won in like 2014, 15. I okay, think. maybe 15. Yeah. Um, but she was the first person that came to my mind because I remember that being such a big deal yeah. when that happened. Like, I don't even watch the... Pa the um, yeah, I think a lot of people yeah. like that. Like, I didn't watch, but I, didn't I watch knew it, right. that there was a first but Indian... we knew. Yeah. We mm -hmm. all knew. We were all at home. Everybody, mothers, fathers, grandparents, <laughs> they were like, yes! Like, a celebration. We got a fucking Indian Miss... Am I mean, Indian American, 2014. Yeah. Yeah. Indian American Miss America? Like, that's... We made it. it! Yeah, like, that was, like, our moment. We're like, holy shit. And on top of that, not for nothing, she was not really light-skinned. Yeah. yeah. That was that amazing. Was the, that was fire. I was like, holy shit, that is so cool. So I was like, okay, I'm just going to find out. And I didn't even tell him. And I usually just do this. I was like, oh, I, I like, tell him, like, I, I'd like to reach out to this person. Mm -hmm. But I just emailed her with the information that we had. He had put, the, put together this, like, pamphlet. And I got a response back. And I was like, oh, shit, yeah. what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. And, like, I didn't introduce myself. I sort of said I was, like, a singer-songwriter, but I didn't say too much of that. Right. I was kind of just like, this is our information. And I was like, and then her PR person came back to us and wanted to set up a phone call. Yeah, oh, we had to set so up cool. two phone calls to get. Yeah. And one was with her just for them to vet it, which I thought right. was really cool because yeah. it got us on our game and it showed that they were very serious about what they do too. Yo, shout out to Nina's team. Yeah. Seriously, yeah. So that was really cool. And um, also, I mean, you know, they can always choose to ignore, but I love the fact that they not only um, uh, gave us the attention, but also it wasn't just like a immediate, like, cool, like, here's a chance for you to prove yourself yeah. and let's see if that works, well, she's really which about, is what people should do. She's really about what she says. She, she said that we need to tell our own stories. Yeah. And yeah. I think she saw that we were trying to, there were like some Brown people who were trying to tell her story. Right. And so she was like, yeah, let's, let's do this. So people at that level, um, have to generally get paid to do interviews like this. Yeah. You mm -hmm. know, they ask for a certain amount or mm -hmm. whatever it is. Cause that's you, that's you're paying for their story. Yeah. Pretty She's much, at a specific yeah. level. Level. Yeah, you know? it's like if you wrote a book about them. They right. Exactly. <laughs> and um, yeah, I mean, it was really cool. And then we spoke to her on the phone with her PR person, and then we ended up meeting her in person. And I was like, 
I can't believe like that actually got me to believe that I could reach out to people. There's still some people who like, <laughs> never responded back that I've yeah, secretly yeah. emailed and I'm like, fuck you. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. you could have just could be their team by. too. Yeah, like, you it could be know. their you team. Yeah. You never know. But um, anyways, shout out to her for that. She is super cool. She is just as nice as she seems um, on social media, wherever TV. Yeah, she is really, really cool. So, yeah. So thank you to her. Thank you to you guys for listening. As Yay. always, the feedback and stuff was great. Yeah. Um, keep sending that along. Keep um sending this stuff, if only just the interviews. Um, please send, you know, the the general podcast, but like if only just the interviews, send those to your, you know, to your friends. Yeah. Push it, push it one step further than just you and your circle. Like Try and push it a little bit further because these stories are important. We do believe they're important and they do need to be yeah, told. Even if people aren't into like just conversation podcasts, like they yeah. might be inter- interested in like the actual interviews yeah. right. that we put yeah. out. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, that might be their thing if it's, if the regular episodes are not Pass their it thing. to like your younger cousins, your younger siblings. Pass it to your parents if they're savvy. You know, whatever. Yeah. Just do that. You never know where a good connection can come from. And yeah. hit us with, you know, more and more people have been hitting us with people to profile. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's Which is great. Cool. So keep doing that. Yeah. It gets um, us to know there are people that we Yeah, we know didn't about. know that some of these people exist and that's really, yeah. it's really that's great. Really if awesome. you do audio at the local Monday, just make sure you just put it on just nonchalantly yeah. <laughs> don't put the before parts the where they're cursing, <laughs> yeah. where cursing well the interviews themselves like yeah. I think they, yeah. they work out better yeah so here sure. we are so we're 43 43 episodes in so we're 9 episodes from the live show so <laughs> I thought you said you were gonna stop talking about the live show um no I think after this episode okay I think this is it so yeah cause from 8 weeks yeah, there we go. Nine episodes. So this is the ninth episode. So we're trying to have a live show. Uh, hit us if you'd be interested in that, of course. But today we're likely going to confirm the location. Yeah. Right? Not on air. Not, Not on air. air. <laughs> Not on air. Nope, nope, nope. So stay tuned. We'll tell you where it is and how you can be involved and things like that. So yeah. why don't we hop into the episode now? I do have a bunch of shit um, because I fell off just kind of looking for stuff. I think mm. I maybe got tired of looking for india news after a while also i think we've just this week has been kind of busy for everybody yeah i feel like um there's just a lot of stuff going on but um we filmed our first uh before we get into the articles we filmed we filmed something uh our first like docu short kind of this past weekend and that was so some of you know we have courageous yeah we have uh, which is food-based uh interviews and cooking um so we have other projects so this is a docu I don't know if it's a, it's not a series. No, it's just know. like a doc. Yeah, just a doc. Yeah. And it's just shorter than like an hour. <laughs> yeah. But uh, it's, it's cool. I mean, it's dope. We're just, we're doing. It might what, just be a regular length documentary. We're just doing what, you know, we've continued to do this whole time, which is profile people who we think are deserving and who don't get a light shown Stories on them. that need to be told by yes. our own people. Exactly. <laughs> and we do it at a really high level. Um, and so, you know, that's going into edit now. And we'll have more on that for you. If you follow any of our individual Instagrams, you'll see clips. You know, you would have seen clips from yeah. it. And you can mm-hmm. see we're doing it at a really high level. Um, so that was really exciting. Clips because we're grinding. There hey. we go. Kunal hey. <laughs> and Rhea did not like that joke at all. <laughs> Maybe their voices sounded like they did. Hey. They looked down and away from my eyes. They did not want to make eye contact at all. <laughs> so I'm going to fire off with these... With these uh, updates starting with entertainment updates which i these can go whichever way you want to go to priyanka chopra is going to be on a new amazon show called citadel directed by the russo brothers who did all the marvel movies yay shout out to the russo brothers So shout out to the russo brothers that's a big move for priyanka too Mm. but (laughs) but hey i'm with you but uh yeah it's citadel was an old show as well it was um yeah with this bald cop 
uh, this roughneck, like, bald cop back in the day. It was a show called Citadel, so I don't know if it's the same. It also sounds like The Shield. Yeah, that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was that guy. It was that guy. Yeah, it was that guy. (laughs) So, um, but yeah, I just thought, you know, everyone should be aware that it's an Amazon show, and cool, good for her. Let's see what happens. Let's see what half-Indian person she plays this time. Yeah. Mm. Um, On to cooler things. Dev Patel is in a new A24 movie called The Green Knight. Yeah, yeah. Y'all need to see the teaser for this shit, because it is bananas. Yeah, yeah. If you haven't seen it. If you like seeing heads catch on fire, if you like uh, really artistic ways, yeah. yeah. If you like Game of Thrones, if you like brown people, if you like British people, Heck yeah. With brown people. With brown people. <laughs> Yo, it's it's yeah. such a A twenty four is such a phenomenal production house. Everything they I wanna make, be them. I want to be they pick the them. best scripts, they're so, the best like, directors. That should be our goal. We need to become the A twenty four docs, yeah. you know? Um, but this movie, The Green Knight, looks nuts. It basically has to do Dev Patel is playing. Um so King Arthur if you if you oh know. so you looked into the story because yeah. looking from the commercial like the, you can't tell right I, you don't know what the fuck is no going so on. King Arthur had a round table of knights I think everyone knows that each of them had like I sure knew that yeah <laughs> nah, yeah I don't I'm... count I don't count <laughs> 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 um, but uh, I don't think all of them had colors corresponding to them but they had like the blank knight like each of them had something about them uh-huh. so there Martin was Martin Lawrence was the black knight <laughs> you're right. <laughs> That's a good one. We so, didn't understand that we reference. Didn't get that one um, you heard my. Uh, yeah. but the I green, just wanted to be involved. The Green Knight was one of um, King Arthur's knights, and uh, he apparently had to. Or I think, no, I think the Green Knight wasn't one of his knights. They all did have names, but it wasn't one of his knights. But the guy that Dev Patel is playing was one of King Arthur's knights who was sent out to prove himself by fighting the green knight who's like this crazy mo- that's monster that's that crazy monster looking dude. dude that you saw in the the teaser so it's like it's supernatural like there's there's probably wizards it's yeah. medieval it's very it games of thrones it looks shit. trippy and it's 824 so it's fucking yeah. it's fucking nuts so that's good so i'll definitely watch it even though we, should, I don't we can know probably just said post a trailer <laughs> or something you know to right. show people i don't know yeah. but go check that out if you can't just google it the green knight um, last thing on the entertainment sort of scape is Mira, the Royal Detective is dropping soon. March 20th, uh, features an all South Asian cast, which is really cool because some of the names that are involved, it's an animated feature for preschoolers. That's oh, really cool. Okay, it's dro- it's dropping on Disney, Disney junior. Yeah. I think, uh, it's dropping simultaneously in America and India, America mm-hmm. first, March 20th. And some of the people involved are Cal Penn, Frida Pinto, Jamila Jamil, Utkarsh, Ambudkar, mm-hmm. and Asif Manvi. Nice. Um, and Zakir Hussein did the theme song. Get out! Oh shit! <laughs> so I was oh. like, I was just watching this, and I was like, oh my god! I was like, this is this is really nuts. Right. Yeah. My mind didn't go to the completely cynical place immediately. Um, it did later. But uh, <laughs> but I like this. I like this a whole lot. I think it's really cool. Is it gonna be like Gita stories? Like what? I don't. No know. no no. So Mira apparently is like a commoner who was chosen by the queen to be a detective. Um, for the for the palace, like for the yeah. royal palace. It's I, it feels so very much like it. Indian Dora. Okay, so that's how they frame it. That's cool. That's how they frame it. And there's going to be cultural aspects to it, uh, song, storylines. They're going to, you know, everything that kind of relates to India and its culture. Is Modi involved? (laughs) Guaranteed he is somehow. Is who? Modi. Modi. Um, There's doll sets coming out. Ooh, that was my knuckle cracking. Um, Doll sets coming out ahead of the the premiere, which is cool. Yeah, so they're dropping like dolls of Mira and stuff, which is really cool. Oh, so they're going to merchandise this Uh shit. They're going to make money. They really, you know, Indians actually matter to them for fucking once, and so they're going to do it. There's the cynicism. Um, (laughs) So there's some Emmy Award nominated person who's the executive producer. um, I'm trying to think. 
they do have Indian people as cultural consultants and consulting producers. Okay. But I did notice that the production companies are fairly white, mm. right? Um, which is great, but fine. So some of the consultants are this Bollywood dancer and choreographer, Nakul Dave Mahajan, who is on So You Think You Can Dance. Um, the music producer, Deepak Ramapriyan from Basmati Blues, which Utkarsh was in. Mm-hmm. Um, then, but this was weird. Emmy Award nominees... There's these two, uh, Matthew Tischler and Jeannie Lurie, write and produce the original songs. So I was like, oh, that sounds really, it sounds like really two white people. Yeah. Um, but that's fine. You know what? They did as much as they could on this. I'm excited to see. I'm not going to lie. I'm probably not super excited to see it. I'm happy it's happening. I'm not a preschooler, so that's why right. I'm not that's excited. Why. Not for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not for me. But yeah. usually but I'm happy they, Disney something. is good with uh, making stuff for children that adults can kind of get behind because they know adults have like are most likely going to be watching with their children or their cousins nephews whatever it is so they're usually good about adding stuff that we appreciate as well right the quick animation i saw of it was it kind of i didn't blow up the picture all the way but it kind of looked like that shit we saw on netflix that uh right it kind of looked like that so i was like i don't i'm not a fan of that yes i'm a fan of that style but it'll probably be better because it's disney So there you go. So that's that. Um, really quick article that I saw that really doesn't matter right now. I saw it way back. It was Wire fans tweeting hashtag Free Zane. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was about Zane Malik from One Direction. Yeah, why? He's my, doing, isn't he doing great? My literal note under this was, I don't understand what the fuck is going on, but I'm <laughs> riding with my boy Zane. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, I also said he only f's with brown people when it's convenient. So yeah. I wrote these things together. You can see I'm a very conflicted individual. <laughs> um, <laughs> But I think at some point, and I think it's died from the time that I even found this article. It was like some <laughs> nylon article where they just said people started tweeting hashtag free Zane. Uh-huh. And I think his management started a rumor that his that the label was giving away his recordings and remixes for uh, so free without Zane his from approval his, like, record label. from his label. So yeah. I think his management started it. So it's died since I first read the article, but yeah. maybe that'll be in the future. This guy might leave his label and go do some other fuck shit. I don't, yeah. I don't There's know. It's always an issue with labels. I feel right. like his boy, uh, who's the other guy that was from One Direction that's really, really famous? Harry. Harry? Harry's, Harry's doing pretty well out there, and so is, um, so is uh, the other guy. The other really quiet dude. Yeah. Forgot his mm. fucking name. Quentin Quietus. What? Yeah. <laughs> what? Those two are doing really well, and Zayn doesn't seem to have anything popping right now. So it's it's um it's just something else. Neil, Neil, that's yeah. the dude. Because Louis and uh, what's his uh, what's his face Liam mm-hmm. don't seem to be doing a whole lot anymore. Mm-hmm. But whatever. Anyway, we don't need to fucking talk about One Direction. <laughs> I just remember seeing this article. Just I was free like, Zayn, right? I, yeah, free Zayn. That's all. That's, that's all, all it is. Free, about. free my boy. Um, but also, man, do some more Indian shit. Fucking hell. Um, <laughs> easy. Yeah, but then when he does Indian shit, you're gonna be like, oh great, he's pandering. Because he does. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you want? <laughs> Just want him to be authentic. God damn it. Um, all right. So let's, let's go through this. So apparently, I didn't know this. Donald Trump is going to visit Ahmedabad really oh, soon. Fucking Christ. He's visiting. Of course he is because Modi's from Gujarat. Right. Um, but I didn't know he was going there. I think it's going to happen really soon. And ahead of doing that, he did some fuck shit, of course. <laughs> and India is doing a whole lot of fuck shit. Well, yeah. Yeah, so basically Trump decided to, ahead of him going there, Trump decided to remove India from the list of developing nations. Sounds like a great thing. Sounds like a really great thing. The problem is that India's per capita income is $2,000 per person. To be a developing nation, you need to have at least $12,000 per person. Right, so they're saying we don't give a fuck about the the people that are under that line. Exactly, and what happens basically when you bring somebody into that, out of that developing nation thing, subsidies go away. 
Mm. What does that mean? So he gave they because you are a developing nation and your people are poorer. You get like tax breaks. You get money. You okay. get you know things like that. I don't know on what, yeah. but you'll get money into your country to help your Some development. Some kind of benefits, right? And stuff like he that. He pulled them out of that. So they just don't even get like, that anymore. Yeah, they won't get that. But just literally as like a publicity thing. Yeah. Like, hey, look at me. I'm taking India out of developing nations. And of course, Modi Ooh. and his people are probably like, we are developing, yeah. even though um, we are down with this. Like the real problem. The <laughs> even though the, the real problem, problem is still has there, not yeah. gone away. So that was funny. Um, is everyone really stupid? I don't understand. <laughs> is the whole fucking world a moron? <laughs> yeah, the, the whole, whole world, world is, is a moron. moron. Yes. No, what the hell is going Gaia, on? For facts. Mother Earth. Yeah, is a very nice and beautiful individual. <laughs> <laughs> you don't talk shit about her. Not that all the people on this fucking earth. But yeah, the it, inhabitants. Yeah, I think I think Rhea's onto something now. But <laughs> but um, so basically in Ahmedabad, they've built a seven foot, no. four, seven foot tall, four hundred meter long wall to block Trump's eyes from the slums. Why? <laughs> Why? Why does everybody want walls? It's come. It's come at a cost of a hundred crores. Uh-huh. What? How much is that? I'm about to look it up. Anytime I see crore, I've just like I, I, I'm, I'm lost. I'm yeah. lost, but I'm also like, why did you put the C in front of the R? It's such a trash w- word to say. Crore. <laughs> crore. I just crore. I just don't yeah. like it. I wish there was a better word for it. But I thought it was really funny that the wall's seven feet tall because there's no tall Indians, so like that's yeah, so we're not going to get over that. Yeah. You know. So um, they built that. They've also kicked out all of the slum dwellers that are in and around the stadium where Trump is going to be going to. Oh. Um, they basically dated an agreement, uh, I think February 11th, but gave it to them the day before they needed to be out. So oh, they had one day to leave. That's so So by the time up. you hear this, they kicked out every slum person there in a day, within a day. Um, it's $1 billion, by the way. 100 crores is a billion dollars? It took you a billion dollars to build a fucking wall? Build a 400 meter wall? In India? Where labor is cheap? That yeah. sounds a little insane. That's sus. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, thank I'm getting you. really yeah, angry thank you for right that. now. Nah, there's more. Um, <laughs> yeah. So then that. also near the airport or in the airport, they sealed off three pawn shops because they don't want people eating pawn and spitting it on the floor. I That's Trump's literally pawn. India. I feel like they're act- they're trying. This is. What's ha- there's more. There's more. Also, they're locking up all the street dogs. What? Why? Wait, all of them in all of Ahmedabad? Yep. Anyone that he might see, anyone's that get too close, they're they're taking every animal that may be on the streets that's not leashed, that may be like crazy, and they're locking them all up. I know Rio was gonna get really pissed at that. Um all the flights fucking idiots! <laughs> all the flights into and I might be wrong, but I think it's Sardar Sardar Vala by Patel Airport mm-hmm. um are being diverted except for only prominent important people. So only about 10 flights are going to be allowed in during this time. Um, and then in the most retarded thing I've ever heard beyond all this, they spent 30 crores just on the roadway that Trump's going to take to get to the stadium. Now, they spent 30 crores not improving the road, which I assume they probably did as well. But it's because they set up 28 stages, stages. cultural events, and they planted trees and flowers and installed fog machines. Oh my on the God. road? On the road. So while he's, is it, it's, it's basically I don't know Bollywood. Why fog machines? So while he's gonna go through, they're just gonna put fog machines. Uh, that this sounds is like and then one of my dance competitions. It. They're gonna film it. They put twenty eight. They're gonna have slow mo of him going down as if it's a fucking wedding. I know what's gonna happen. Also, out of the fog, it's gonna be uh, like dancers, Bollywood, Bollywood dancers. dancers. Yes. 
and then Shah Rukh Khan is going to make an appearance. This is why I was <laughs> Yo, hoping I'm you guys didn't so read this because this was just like one clusterfuck after another as I was taking notes. Yeah, this I'm is so fucking real. angry. This sounds like um, Korea. Why? This sounds why? like Korea. Yeah, sounds like. Why would North they Korea? even do that for him? Because they they because Modi loves him. No, not just that, <laughs> but it's like everything is publicity now. Nothing is like real results. Everything yeah. is publicity. That's what it is. Like even that, even the last thing that we reported on the the Delhi elections, how the Ahmadmi Party won or whatever. Yeah, yeah. They there's some stupid shit there too, but they basically they relied on what they've done. Like they were like, these are the things that we've actually done and put into place, so you should vote for us. Whereas the BJP were just out there talking about these guys are giving biryani to protesters <laughs> and being like wild and Speaking shit. Just publicity. Which, They're trying to do everything they can for the public eye. That's right. it. Nobody cares about results of anything. Yeah. Everything is because it's, you know, they definitely yeah. had a billion dollars to just spend on a wall, but not to uplift their people, just to spend on a wall. I'm getting so angry. A billion dollars still doesn't, I don't. That doesn't make sense. 400 to me. meters, fam. We run relays that long. That's not that long. I've run a 400 meter relay. I've passed the baton. (laughs) You don't need a billion. I could do that for you for way less than a billion. Just let me get a pickup truck. Let me just go go to to Home Depot. Depot. (laughs) Cinder blocks galore. Oh, so one Koror. I built my own shelves. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) One Koror. So, oh, yeah, it is a billion. It's either, yeah, it's a billion. Wild, right? Wow. I didn't even calculate it because I was like, this is going to make me mad. So. That's happening. So everybody, you know, just I, you know, I don't know what to I, tell what you What I get anymore. really angry about <laughs> is like, you know, I lived in India. I have a close connection to Delhi. I used to love going there. Not that I don't love there, going there anymore. I just haven't been in some time. But these things that I learn as I get older, you, can, you just can't deny some of the stupidity of this. And I just don't understand because I feel like some people, like some of my family and stuff out there, they get really sensitive when we bring up stuff like this, cause they're like, well, what's your country doing? And I'm like, it's not about my country versus your country. I'm not trying to shit on your country just to shit on them. I don't appreciate what's happening in America, but I'm vocal about that. I don't just stand by everything that happens just because this is my country. Yeah. Right. But shouldn't right. you be the same way if there's something going on? No, people think that immediate- that's not patriotic. Right. The immediate <laughs> reaction I get is like, well, first of all, don't believe everything you hear. And second of all, America yeah. America's not any better and we're a third world country or we're a developing country. So what do you expect sort put, of thing? And I'm like, what the see, fuck? See, the thing is, this is a sign of you're embarrassed. You're embarrassed of what he's going to say. What you should have done is actually put forward policies and money towards fixing the things that you're embarrassed about. Because now you're just wasting money. And that's at the that's giving a false perception of the way that things really are. You're just and and at the end of the day, this is why I'm just so angry right now, because we always here we're trying to like advance ourselves to not let the white man rule. Right. Yeah. And this is literally in your own fucking country. This is why you were ruled for all these fucking years because you can't. (laughs) No, I'm sorry. I'm so angry right now. You just can't stand up for yourself and understand that this you're still developing right now because people kept on taking shit away from you. And now you want to sit there and appease this fucking moron of a man who doesn't, uh, I mean, whatever, I'm fine. You got relations with him, whatever it is. That's not my fucking, you know, opinion. It doesn't matter. Right. Yeah. We're doing all this just to show him, Oh, we're worthy. Yeah. We're good yeah. enough for you. Yeah. It's like, it's begging and it makes us exactly. look kind of weak. You look weak. You yeah. don't have power. Or you don't want to seem like you have power at the end of it. And and you're trying to get acceptance from somebody who doesn't even fucking matter. Yeah. Right. 
They're treating Ooh. him. I'm so proud right now. So people treat Modi <laughs> like a god. A rebel. People people treat Modi like a god, yeah. and Modi treats Trump like he's a god. Yeah. So, right. Yeah. So yeah. what power do you fucking have at the end of the day? Yeah. No, but the thing is, like, okay, god. and I and I overheard like your dad saying some things yesterday where oh, I was Jesus just like, Christ. and it's fine. That's why I walked away. I was like, it's fine. You, whatever. Like, I'm not gonna fight with you every time I see you. You know. But it's there's always certain excuses that are brought up, like, oh, but this person's foreign influenced. Oh, this person's taking foreign money. Oh, this is, um, you know, these people are terrorists. Oh, this sort of shit. Really, honestly, at the end of the day, like, you can shove it with all that stuff, right? Because the main point is you're going to spend a billion dollars on a fucking wall. Yeah. You could have right. taken that billion, yeah. put it into something that makes sense. That's all. That's right. The rest yeah. of this shit, do that on your own time. Yeah. Don't, this is the actual issue. Right. You know? So, so the billion thing was really bothering me. So I was just like Googling. So, yeah. A hundred crore is a billion, but. I'm guessing that's a billion rupees. So no. Nope. I think so, because then a billion rupees translates to 13.9 million. Which that's makes more sure? sense. That makes more sense? Yeah. Still a lot, though. Yeah. Well, damn, we got to cut this whole segment because we were wrong? Because we <laughs> yeah, calculated no, no, no. math wrong? But still, that's a lot of money. Yeah, that's yeah, way either too way, much either fucking way, either money. Way. What we can do is figure out... So apparently... It's because India core, uses commas the wrong way. I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They fucking use so commas the wrong way. One core is 10 million. Yeah. Rupees, yeah. yeah, yeah, which is one hundred and thirty nine thousand one hundred and six dollars. So what we yeah, can so do? If you multiply that by a hundred, yeah, yeah, he's right, thirteen point nine million. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, fourteen million dollars. Not a hundred, not, not a billion. No, that's yeah. still that's more accurate, and still just shouldn't be done because again, right. you're still embarrassed by something. So a lot of fun, and you're money. wasting money. Just give, do something, create a policy, give money back to the people. Like these people are in the slum, not because they want to be in a slum. No one fucking wants to be in a slum. Like yeah. it's because they don't have opportunity because they don't, they're fighting for their lives daily. Yeah. Why don't you give them a little bit of the 14 million, you know, whatever it is. Well, that's never so going to happen. That's never going to happen. Been other things. Yeah. So that's, uh, I'm so proud of Rhea right now. Um, so anyways, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know my, anything about fucking politics. So that just goes to show you that's just a co- normal human reaction you should be having to that. I right. don't know a damn thing about politics. That just doesn't seem right. I mean, that's not really politics. It's just like human. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, which I think, connection. I mean, <laughs> politics should revolve around some sense of. Right. And it doesn't what anymore. Is, yeah. No, it's, it's it, crazy. It, it, it's it, fucking crazy. Right now it revolves around. Um, the perception of things. Yeah. It doesn't actually, no one cares if you get things done. They just you, care where about Where do they even perception. kick the, the swum, dwell, swum, swum, swum <laughs> dwellers out to? Well, where that's kind go? of like what they do, you know, when things get gentrified here in the U.S., that's the same issue. It's like, what happens yeah. to those people who are displaced? Yeah. Just because you want to come in and move people in here and start jacking up the rents and things. Like, where do they go? We really don't know. And we don't, I mean, you can't invest. Or other no one investigates areas. where poor people go. Go, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, no one does it. Because so. it's just their problem. Like, let right. them exactly. They don't care. Exactly. It's like out of sight, out of mind. As long as money's being made. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so then another <sighs> troubling thing from India is there, the quote, the, this article was called, There is no fish in the ocean. The future has arrived in this Indian fishing village. We did report on the water shortages and things like that yeah. a couple times few episodes back and uh so this this raised my interest um usually the post monsoon period is peak fishing time but there's some cause of concern because this peak season did not do well um that's a super super understatement there's been a decline in coastal marine fish production in india over the last few years there was a nine percent decline in overall fish catch in 2018 um and also the 2018 annual fish landing data from, the, from this institute that did this research showed a 54% decline since 2017 of a particular sardine that, that's found in India or whatever. So basically these, fisher, these fishermen are going out there 
and coming back with nothing, coming back with zero. Like from the article, what I saw was that these guys spend all day out there, men, women, children, whoever, mm. um, will come back with absolutely nothing in their nets. Yeah. Um, it's in South That's India. Crazy. Uh, the reasons are the obvious ones, climate change, change in surface, uh, sea temperature and unsustainable fishing methods. Cause a lot of what they do is like, they'll take these big nets and just drag the entire ocean floor. Yeah. And that just like displaces so much shit. So it's, it's an issue on their end too. Yeah. And then they end up catching stuff that they don't want that to they don't sell. Want. Yeah. And then they, end, those things end up dying too. Exactly. Right. So, so it's, like, it's like unsustainable. They have, they have, um, laws against it, but the fisheries department currently has a 40% occupancy. So what one of the officers there was saying is out of 43 seats, we have 25 lying vacant. None of our field officers are even from this place. We don't know how many boats head out every day and they come back at like 2 a.m., 3 a.m., 4 a.m. We don't have the staff. Yeah. So it just, it just really sucks. Like they don't have the staff. They don't have the money because they're too busy building fucking walls. And, um, <laughs> and this is, and uh, they're coming back with literally nothing. There was uh, some store, there was some lady who... Woke up at 3 a.m. We'll go buy about 21,000 rupees worth of fish from like a market, whatever they have. Mm -hmm. We'll sell it throughout the day, come back home at 8 p.m. and has zero rupees because she was saying that it's just travel and food for myself. Yeah. So you're net zero. You're just zero at the end of the day. So what's the point? Which is, yeah, exactly. So that's, that's something I don't think people are paying attention to. It's time for some Beyond Fish. <laughs> right, right. That's, that's what it's going to come down to. It's really sad. I, I'm just like, what the fuck? So it's happening in South India, so keep an eye on that. Um, in Karnataka. Um, some good news. Two bits of good hey. news to end this off. Uh, an Indian dance troupe won America's Got Talent yes, recently. that's Yay. crazy. It's called V Unbeatable. That's wild. Um, their act featured Travis Barker. I don't know who that is. Obviously. What? Blink-182. Blink-182's drummer? Oh, okay. I don't know these people by name. I'm sorry. Holy shit. I'm not good with names either. But I'm not wow. good with names. That name I know. Okay, All right, well, I know his face, definitely. I yeah, just looked you know him up. Yeah. <laughs> so the group is I know from... Blink-182. Don't worry. <laughs> I know. That's why I was like, you know Blink-182. How do you not know who this guy is? Um, the group's from Mumbai. They just won season 15 of America's Got Talent. And their act featured Travis Barker. It's... Wait, so can they win America's Got Talent if they're from India? Whoa. Whoa. Mind blown. I they're actually from they're, they don't they're from india yeah but maybe they traveled they here, here for this show yeah they traveled for the show they got emailed oh. by the show oh that's i think maybe the show's just called america's got talent now and it's just coming from yeah. everywhere okay that's what i, I that's just what figured I think. like you probably live here because Britain's even if you talent. came from other countries that's fine like most people come here but i figured that it would be um someone that's yeah, a damn good point because britain's got talent i think they have like people coming outside of britain also so probably. i don't think it's like a okay because after but, um, after a certain amount of time your country runs out of talent you feel me yeah but, uh, you know, <laughs> back in the day day, shout out to the Wanted Ashiks because they performed on America's Best Dance Crew. Yeah, I remember that. Figured you would know about this. Yeah, figured you would know about this. So this, this group, I thought, you know, this was cool. Um, it was founded by this guy named Om Prakash and this other dude named Vikas. Uh, this was such a weird story, though. Basically, Om Prakash, I think, used to work at a glass factory earning about 5,000 rupees. Ooh. Wasn't a whole lot. He was depressed. It's a glass factory. Shit's probably dangerous as fuck. Yeah. He'd sit out in the garden, and he was like, I used to see these little kids that would come by and start dancing. He's like, you know, it was, it was cool to see, and eventually I joined them and started dancing with them. <laughs> You don't know where my mind goes. I'm like, oh, okay. But either way, this turned into a dance troupe over there. And he met this guy named Vikas, who was also like, you know, really all about this shit and got them off the ground. They started winning competitions out there. Uh, the V in the name V Unbeatable is for Vikas because he actually passed away. Oh, shit. Um, he was doing some dance move and he got paralyzed. 
Oh my and god. He ended what the up, fuck? Yeah, and he ended up in the hospital that's for a terrible. month and they couldn't save him. So that's why the Holy team shit. is called V Unbeatable. That's why on the back of their jackets it says Vikas on all the back of their jackets. Mm. Um that's but yeah, sad. they just won. So I mean they came from quite obviously nothing and they've now made it there and I hope they have that's they, for them, man. before this apparently they were winning a lot of competitions in India. Yeah. So that's why they got the invite and stuff. Um so it's really great. That's pretty cool. You know, I hope they I hope they that's really get cool. to choreograph, get to continue yeah. going. Damn, I wanna watch uh, Street Dancer Three now. The fuck is Street Dancer Three? It's a Bollywood movie. Does it have Mithun Chakraborty in it? <laughs> Who's that? He's a disco well, I, dancer. I, I at least know who that He's is. He's a dancer. Disco dancer. That was his name. I am a oh, disco. oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He See, was I don't like know the best dancer in Bollywood or something for some time. He looks um, really scary. We all know it's now. Madhubala, no, I, I know what he looks like. Yeah, he looks very scary now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now I he like looked that like that then too. <laughs> Which I didn't no, understand. But I remember him as this. That's the same. Yeah, yeah. No, that guy's awesome. That's exactly the same. It's basically the third sequel of abcd which is like um, i forgot what it stood for but it was a dance it was it's a dance series it's basically step up or oh okay, okay. like an indian up. one yeah oh shit all right all right well check it out and what's his name the mukabala guy he's in Madhubala. all three mm. yeah, yeah he's, he's in all the three man. movies that guy's the man yeah Lela. he's cool um oh, he, he, he danced on a he danced on a wooden bridge that shit could have teetered, <laughs> teetered over at any time. This guy yeah, has, yeah. Guy's, guy's got elephant-sized nuts. Guy's got guts. Yeah, man. Um, final article. This was actually a good. This was actually a good move. The U.S. Air Force has updated and broadened its dress code to allow turbans, beards, and hijabs. Hey, um, finally. Yeah, which I think was which I think was really cool. You got to give credit where it's due. Um, the Sikh and Muslim airmen were previously allowed to make a request for religious accommodations, but the exemption to the uniform and grooming guidelines was granted on a case-by-case basis. It could take a while to be approved. Probably took forever and nobody yeah, got that's it. That's so stupid. And yeah. now they're just like, we don't have to approve it, just fucking do it. Well, now they say the new guidelines approved on February 7th required that accommodation be made within 30 days. Oh, so basically okay. they put a timeline on it, which is great. Um, the Army in 20... This is, this is just the U.S. Air Force, right? right? They've updated their stuff. The Army in 2017 became the first branch to allow Muslim and Sikh soldiers to wear head coverings and beards. Okay. So that's cool. Oh. So the Army's been doing it. The Air Force just joined. I think the National Guard falls under the Air Force, so yeah. they'll be... Maybe they'll they be just watched that. 1917. <laughs> oh. Yay! Maybe that's <laughs> what it was. Um, so that's it. That was a bit of good news, too. That, that was really it. I was like, wow... Um, but again, my mind goes to the place where I was like, okay, maybe in about a week or so, Trump will be out here tweeting, like, I don't know who the fuck did this. Take this back. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so, but it's good for now. That's I saw great. something really um, random about Modi. I just thought it was really funny. It was stupid. But I thought it would make you guys laugh. I might, like, post the video on MMT Story, mm-hmm. but it was, um, <laughs> it was a video of him, like, walking around as, like, maybe, like, a little outdoor shop or something. I'm a fucking idiot. Yeah, I shake the kombucha. Know what the fuck kombucha oh, is? No, you know what's crazy? I, did that. I yelled at her for doing it <laughs> yesterday. <laughs> yeah. Not yelling. I was just like, why the fuck would you yeah, shake yeah, it? But yeah. I just saw a bunch of shit at the bottom. So I was like, oh, let no, me just, just I'm an idiot. flip it upside down. Right, right. Gunal just shook a kombucha, kombucha bottle. So this shit's about to just. Be careful. Please be careful. I'm about to smell like piss in a second. It's going to be all over anyway, me. Anyway. Anyways, you saw a thing on yeah. Modi? Um, he was just walking around. Uh, it looked like basically a bunch of reporters and you know media people were following him just to get footage of him just like walking around. I always think that's so bizarre. They're yeah. just like constantly just like up his ass. He's just walking, you know, like, <laughs> but I feel like he really likes it. Um, he was walking I, around. I feel like be- his cabinet probably calls them. It's like what, yeah, 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 it's yeah, like yeah, what yeah. celebrities do at TMZ over he here. He will be they, over here. Hey, Modi, yeah. Modi's going to be shopping for some cantaloupes. Come on. Right, come right, over. right. 
So the video, I'm going to show it to you guys because <laughs> I want to see your reaction. Oh, but the video was him uh, just like passing by this like outdoor shop with like some sort of instruments, whatever. And he just like picks it up. And the caption was like, look at the way he like dropped the, the stick or whatever at the end. And basically, I, I was like, I didn't really think much of it. But like, I love that it's on social media and people are questioning this slight subtle movement. <laughs> he just like sort of Sorry. did a bunch of like playing with the things. And then he just like. Chucked the the, the stick. Yo, let us see the video, girl. You, you just have to see because and then like <laughs> it was just so funny because people were like, you can so obviously tell that everything is just kind of for show, you know. Um, hold on. So it, the way he threw the stick, you're saying like he did it because he knew the camera was in front of him. I don't think so. I I got it as if like that was his true self, and he and like just, just the cameras just ended up catching right, it, and so now people are breaking down. Yeah, why now, he's breaking so down the whole how time he throws he just, sticks. Yeah, yeah, it's actually really funny. Hold on, people got mad free time over there. Yeah. Apparently, uh, while Ria looks this up, uh, shout out to Lauren. She is one of my friends' uh, girlfriends, and she listens to the podcast. And she is not Indian anywhere close to being Indian. Ooh, and, that's uh, awesome. She doesn't know Don't half know how the I shit feel we about talk. That. She doesn't know half the kidding. shit I'm we literally talk kidding. about. I'm literally kidding, Lauren. You're cool. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. She doesn't know half the shit we talk about. She doesn't understand anything. But for some reason, she it's listens to a lot. Of, yeah, <laughs> that's really good. I like yeah. that a lot. That's so nice. So that's cool. All right, here Thank we go. You, Lauren, ready? Okay. All right. Modi's walking over to a table. It's got some knickknacks on it. Picked up a. St- <laughs> what the fuck? Oh, so it's a xylophone. Something what is that? Like that? The year 400 xylophone. Are they gonna? Is this some? Is they gonna say this is some sort of mantra chanting? Yeah. Wait, look at all these people behind him. Wow, he's super musical. Wow, he is so good. Oh my god. Like that this is, whole yeah. thing is just for show. That is know? a talent from God. This seems like something Trump would do. Like he's look just playing face. with toys. Yeah. Right. Yo, yeah. What do you think his thoughts are in his head right now? He's like, these fucking idiots are just watching me. Yeah. Look, at, look at these guys with their GoPro and shit. Why are they? A. Oh. 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 Oh, hey, 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 <laughs> yeah. This is so weird. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know what that is? That's a mic drop. That's basically what right. it was. Wait, what did they say about Okay, he literally, he for, just, the, like, for the listener, it, yeah. he just threw the he stick that he's playing it, yeah. with like any of us would have done. Yeah, so the mallet that he was using. No, to but hit, he just kind of like chucked it as opposed to like putting it down, right? No, but any of us would have done that. If you're just playing, you're just like, eh. No, but. I mean, there's I some probably, attitude in it, right? I probably would have put it down, but like, yeah. Yeah. I'm saying, I think most people would just be like, All right, here's the thing. This is the fucking hilarious part because I love the comments. This is one of my, um, my coworkers from India that posted this. Mm-hmm. Um, and he just posted like something that's already been posted. So love, I love the comments here because these First people comment are all is somebody from going India. yes. <laughs> Wait, yes or yas? No, like, yes. yes. Right? But I love these they comments because everyone here is from India. So it just goes to show you there's a lot of people. I mean, we know that there's a lot of backlash on him right now, right? Yeah. So someone said, "Oh God, now Bucks will say that he is a better he is better than Hans Zimmer." <laughs> 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 and then someone says he is. I don't know what this word means. Susta. He is our Susta Hans Zimmer. I don't know what that means. Sasta is like a family member, isn't it? You're, you're sasta. Like Sasru? Yeah, like that sort of, isn't it? No, 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 no whatever. Anyways, keep going. Then someone said, Bucks don't know Hans Zimmer. For them, he is the instrument. <laughs> <laughs> I really like these comments. And yeah. then, um, okay, so 
India really someone... likes Hans Zimmer, huh? Yeah, they really do. <laughs> All right, and then someone this posted. Fucking violin's emotive. Yeah. This is an actual tweet because this is how fucking ridiculous people are. Like just cocksuckers, right? <laughs> someone who has a tick mark. I don't know who this person is. His name is Bupendra Chobe. Okay, we got to look him up. His name's Bupendra. I don't want to know anything about him. He, he reposted and said, "Sounded rather melodious, sir. Can politicians be good musicians? Would love to hear from you sometime if you listen to music, and if so, what kind?" Clout chasing ass. I'm just dropping Cloud my laptop. Grow some fucking balls Cloud and stop always. There's just like a hierarchy of dick suckers. That's what this is. <laughs> fucking Bupendra is dick sucking Modi, who is dick sucking Trump. I don't know who Trump dick sucks. I'm sure it's somebody. Oh my I god. I think I I think that guy just wants to know his musical background. That's mm, it. Like he just yeah, wants yeah, to understand. Yeah. I love that Modi. Like he started like ding 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 <laughs> yeah. ding ding ding. That's something I would do. Imagine, just, uh, yeah, but you're not Modi. You saw his face. He like knows people are watching him. Yeah. I half expected him to start doing the regrets theme. Ding yeah. ding 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 ding. Yeah, but I would have gotten behind him if he actually played that shit. I yeah, that yeah, but he wouldn't. Actually, yeah. I would have been a supporter immediately if he yeah, started yeah. playing that. I would have like, been like, everything you know I've that, said, I'll give you a your chance. beast. Yeah, done. That's crazy though. So angry, yeah, yeah, people will give him a shot. There's real musicians out there, yo. Why don't yeah. you just hit them up? No, fam? but him dropping that <laughs> stick, that was a mic drop to me because he was just like, mm-hmm. I killed this shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People were watching me. Right. I did it. Bam. Right. Drop the stick. He has a, he has an, a massive ego. Yeah. yeah, they say he does. He has a massive ego. Yeah, they, they definitely say he does. So yeah. Well, it's not like our parents don't feed it to him. No. No, right? Yeah. Anyways, guys, sorry. I was actually looking up who Bupinder Chobe is because I was like, you know what? Let me just find out who, who this is guy he? is. Oh, he's why does he got take marks? CNN News 18 news anchor. Oh, that's why. Okay, Jesus, that makes Christ. sense. This guy looks okay. All right, cool, whatever. Anyways, yeah. so that was all. That was all the the news and articles, and I thought it was all really interesting. Actually, I thought it was all. Yeah, it was cool. Yeah. This, it was more than I usually have, and I knew the whole episode was just going to end up being articles, but. No, it was cool. It was but, interesting. But whatever. What can we do? So the, the other topic, the main topic that I figure we can get to because this is very relevant right now to all of us is Rhea brought this up. I don't know if it was this week or last week based on the events that happened in her life um, where we're not really allowed to have pets when we're younger. Yeah. Um, Right. We're not we're not yeah. allowed to have pets. Like having a pet is like a death sentence when you're like, mommy, right. I want a dog. Or that doesn't I want exist. A cat. That doesn't yeah. exist. Not when you're younger. Yeah. I always used For to us. see like the the American kids who like on oh, my fifth birthday, I got surprised with a pet. And I'm like, how is that yeah. possible? Yeah, I got right? surprised with a tuppet. That's what I got surprised because I asked for water. <laughs> Where's my cake? Yeah. Right there, There's your motherfucker. Bowl. <laughs> um, yeah, they would they would have stories like that. And yeah. like, we we don't. And I think a lot of us were deathly scared to even ask for, for one. For sure. We yeah. never did. We I just know, grew up. My parents there. got my dog because I walked in and was just yeah. like, I got a dog now. That's the majority of the stories. And it's always when you're a grown ass man that you're allowed to do that. And you did the same with your cats. Yep. I did that with Smokey. I was 19 years old. And, so um, you were a grown-ass man, too. I was a grown-ass man. Yeah. I was 19 years old. <laughs> and it was a summer that I was spending at home because uh, it was my freshman year. Just finished my freshman year of college. And I was just like, there was con- some construction going on somewhere in the house. And I was like, everyone was like cooped up in the house. It was so much noise. I was getting depressed. I was like, what the fuck? I was like working this like basic job. It, w- it was just like a summer job. In, like a- She was working where Method Man worked. What? Statue of Liberty. That was not then. Oh, it wasn't then? Oh. No. Rhea worked with Method Man. <laughs> that's Damn. that's not that crazy. True? <laughs> when we were watching the Wu Tang thing, I was like, he worked at Sanjay yeah, Liberty yeah. Town. That's true. Yeah, we worked in the I recognize that place. Um You recognize Method Man. Yeah, yeah, we used to be saying <laughs> <laughs> What do you mean? Or did you think it was Red Man? That's not nice. No. What do you mean you used to hang? 
You better, you better check that. Shut up. Right. <laughs> you said hang off his shirt? What's going on? What is happening right now? But yeah, I used to work at a restaurant and stuff, and I was like, I've wanted a pet my whole life. And even in India, we grew up with like so many animals and stuff. And I was like, I don't understand why we're not allowed pets. And I was like looking online and I started looking on Craigslist. And there was this one kitten, this orange kitten on Craigslist that I hit up the dude about some time ago just to see and the dude got back to me first of all super delayed and letting me know that you know it already got adopted and i was like why would you just like not hit me up though like i i hit you up like two weeks ago like who'd you give it to i was probably the first one you know what i mean like i was so upset and so i i don't know why i just woke up really upset one day reading that in my email and so i started looking up shelters and i told my brother i was like you got to be 21 and over to adopt and i was like what do you i was like yo let's do it and he was like you crazy like because i obviously yeah i was like your brother like like, fifth level master sensei was scared of bringing 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 home a little baby kitten right know how serious it was ninja and no one believed me the funny thing is my dad was not home my mom was home it was a weekend and i was like let's go and i was like i just need you to come with me because you're 21 and over and uh i went downstairs went to my mom i don't know where i got these balls from but i went to my mom and i was like i need a a a utility bill or some sort of bill with your name on it and with um the address and she was like why and usually the utility bill was on the fridge and i was like have even asked you should have just taken it been out i didn't know if it was on the fridge that day taking this letter you can't do nothing about it i mean i was already pretty ballsy so i had to ask something and i was like i i I just said i need it and she was like why and i was like i'm gonna go adopt a kitten and she just looked at me and she was like yeah okay but as she's saying that she's giving me the utility bill because she doesn't believe you (laughs) yeah she doesn't believe me she's always like well whatever you know and uh we went and my mom like we didn't have a cage nothing we had nothing we had an aluminum foil pan potentially for the litter that I went oh. and got from like CVS. Nice. Um, I bought a carrier from the pet store across the street from North Shore Animal League. And uh, my brother drove and we fucking went. And we came back with uh, with the Smokey. And my mom was like, I can't believe you got a pet. And she loves animals, but it was just not allowed. And then when my dad came home later on in the evening, those two, my mom and my brother, were like, we're out responsibilities on you because this was your idea and i was like i'm the youngest in the family and no one has balls enough you know and he was so small that i could hold him in my hands when my dad came home i just kept him behind my (laughs) my back and i was just holding him he made no noise he's just hanging off my my hand like this and i was like baba i gotta show you something i was i have to something to show you and he was like what and like my dad was much more serious about that. He thought it was then. like your report card. Yeah, yeah, probably. And this is eleven years ago. He was much more serious. You and got an uh, A minus. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I was just like, just like pulled Smokey out from my back, showed him, and he, my dad's eyes just went so big, and he was like, no. He was <laughs> like, fine. He's like, I'm giving you one day or two days. He's like, kick him out. He's like, bring him back to the shelter, or I'm gone. Yeah. And that was that. That's always cute because I um, was like, cool. That's always like the parents' reaction. It's just yeah. like they don't, always. they're mad about it. Yeah. And then they realize like how fucking cute the animal is. Yeah. yeah. And then they end up falling in no, love with it. No, but my dad was not like, he didn't fall in love right away because my dad was very much like, my mom had pets her whole life. So as like, if my mom even said anything, she'd still be like, that would, the cuteness would overtake her. Right. Yeah. My dad was like strict. He was like super, he was like, no, absolutely not. And then he was like, I'm not doing a damn thing. He's like, it's your responsibility. If you keep him in the house, whatever. He was like, against it super hard like yeah. most most out of the entire family he was against it but yeah this just i would just wanted to preface that um you saying that we were not allowed animals in the house so continue yeah, yeah. 
Um, you never did that, right? You didn't well, try to do that? My parents were against high-maintenance animals. Got it. Low-maintenance, they were kind of okay with. So you got so a hamster? Like, I, no, not hamster. So I had to build my, myself up, right? So first, they were okay with getting me a fish. Oh, okay. Right? So I had, like, a few fishes. We had Quarter a fish, fish But then they realized how fucking annoying it is cleaning out the water. Yeah, yeah and Taking care of, of the fucking tank itself. Yeah. Yep. Um, so then after that, we got parakeets. Oh, cool. Aww. Parakeets were cool. Like, they didn't have to do much. You just bought, like, a little thing that they eat off of. Rohan had cockatoo. Oh, really? Yeah, cockatoo. Yeah. His name was Chotu. Chotu. <laughs> and then uh, I finally convinced them to get a rabbit. Uh-huh. Which is also very low maintenance. Oh, they don't yeah. they don't do shit. Mm-hmm. They stay in the cage most of the time. You let them out, they walk around, whatever, it's not a big deal. <laughs> and then we got a cockatiel. That was the worst fucking thing that we could have done because that motherfucker does not shut the fuck up. Mm. So we have to put him outside sometimes. We have to put him in the basement sometimes. Yeah. Um, but cats, dogs, my dad was smart. He l- would lie to me and tell me that he's allergic, which oh. I think is Ooh. bullshit. I think he That's still bullshits to me yeah. today because I, I've seen him around dogs before and he's I've never seen him sneeze. He's certainly not allergic to um, avocado, grapefruit, yogurt sandwiches. No, no, no. <laughs> so he's good with that. I don't that. even think he has to deal with that Context, shit. Context, uh, Kush's <laughs> mom made that recently and we were very confused. Grapefruit, avocado, and yogurt inside yeah. of a sandwich. I constantly shit on my mom for just combining different things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you guys um, have heard him flip out over... As you should. Maybe. As I'm you should. Sure. That's a you, weird combination. You did flip out one time, Oh, yeah, one time. Yeah. yeah, it was pretty yeah. recent. So he's allergic. But yeah. Yeah. Sure. Okay. But yeah, most of the people, (laughs) (laughs) most of the people we know that have pets now in their households, it's because they just went and got them. Yeah, that's how to do it. Like I said, because they'll they'll come around eventually. I'm trying to remember if my if my because we, I definitely thought my mom would be okay with it and my dad wouldn't, but I think Mm. it was the opposite. Where my mom was like, oh, shit. No. Like, no, you yeah. can't. She wasn't, like, vehemently against it, but she was like, no, you can't. And then my dad came home, and he saw this, like, little cowering thing. Because it, Boss was the size of my hand. Like, he, could, he could fit him. He was that, that small cute. in my hand. And he was sitting behind a flower pot because he was so, <laughs> cause he was so scared. Like, literally, Aww. like, that size. Like, a yeah. small little pot. And I think my dad was just like, no, you can't give this back. Right. And I was like, yeah, good. I'm glad you feel that way, bro. Right. Um, and then they would hear it crying at night because it wanted, I guess it's mom or somebody and stuff. Um, and that's why he's a spoiled brat now. Oh, wait. So th- for the first few weeks, he wasn't brought up by its- his mother? No, he was for a few weeks. But then I got him pretty early, I think. Okay. You can start adopting from breeders like around eight, weeks. eight to ten weeks. Yeah. Eight to ten. So after and eight before weeks. Before that, they keep that around the mother. And- they, they, they have to nurse from the mother and everything. After eight weeks, cats and dogs are good to go for adoption. Yeah. So gotcha. I think I got him maybe around eight. Maybe um, seven. Maybe seven. Yeah, maybe. knew a guy that knew a guy. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, he would cry forever. And at I got some Cookie point, at five and a half. Yeah. Like, the, it's just, I don't know. She's she's cool, though. Like, Boss is just an anxiety-driven. Right. That guy, he, he needs CBD treats. Yeah, For he really does. Sure. I want to try it if it wasn't so expensive. Right. <laughs> but I should get him some. But point of this is that, well, I mean, if you no, go ahead, continue. So uh, I don't know. Many people on MMT probably don't know about my, like, personal, personal, like, cat life and shit but we have two cats one is smoky one is cookie and um i got cookie four years after i got smoky because i felt like he was lonely sometimes and that worked out really well they're like best friends they you know play and hang out when we're not here they keep each other company sometimes they're friends with benefits they're definitely (laughs) friends with benefits and we we always assume that it's just smoky trying to get it with her but we've seen sometimes where cookie she just rolls over she rolls over (laughs) and then she pats him saying that like i've seen it she's asking she straight up pats him and then goes and like looks at him makes this cute face yeah and then he 
pounces on top of her and then she's like, <laughs> and I'm like, dude, you literally just like secretly tapped him, yeah, you know? Yeah. Um, anyway, so they became really tease. close. Yeah, seriously, <laughs> she's such a tease. Yeah. And she's so pretty too, where it's just like, well, what do you guys yeah. do? She's so cute. Using it to uh, her advantage. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so they became friends, which was really great because, you know, as we got older, people were in and out of the house and, Animals are just like us. They get lonely. You know, they get really lonely. They depend on us as human beings. And like, we can't always play with them nonstop, especially when they're like younger and stuff. Right. So that worked out really well. Um, apparently, from recent research that my dad's been doing, they also, when they're adopted, especially kittens, um, when they're adopted with siblings, apparently they are just like less prone to like stressful things like peeing all over the place and like they learn things faster because they're doing it together and they already are familiar with one of their litter mates that they were born with and stuff um less stress on their body mind whatever all this stuff so anyways i separated Smokey from his sibling unfortunately i didn't know Mm -hmm. uh that that was a thing so long story short when we moved when i moved out um my dad my mom went to india my mom has been going to india back and forth for a couple months at a time and my dad was like i can't take care of two cats by myself, right? My dad is getting older. The cat's um, litter was all the way upstairs. My dad's like downstairs. He would have to like go upstairs, like two floors every day to like try and check up on that. And he was like, I just can't. He was like, Cookie is also like, Cookie didn't develop much of a bond with him because she was always with me. Smokey like was super, super close to him, right? And so he's just like, if something happens to Cookie, if she's sick, like she doesn't even come out towards me, right? Um, So all these things combined, he immediately made a decision he was like i think that you're gonna have to take them he was like look at the end of the day um they're your responsibility right and i was like yeah absolutely at this point i was like 27 28 right 28 years old so i was like we'll take them now my dad has a tendency to uh make decisions like that and because he doesn't realize how emotional he truly is because this is the topic that i really wanted to get to our parents really some of them really don't understand um emotional affection and when it hits them some of them yeah a lot of them you know when it hits them that they're attached to something that they have this unexplainable unconditional love for something that's like when they lose it it hurts them so badly they bring up this defense mechanism of i shouldn't have gotten so close yeah yeah. as opposed to understanding now you see why i don't say i love you I mean, oh boy. the whole point is for you to break those <laughs> fucking... Break that yeah, cycle. Break that cycle, right? Fucking dick. Yeah. <laughs> Except the other day, like I said, it's all fucking fake because the other day I'm in the kitchen and he was watching Narcos and I was like, you know, I needed my like... I need my therapeutic. I was, I've been going through a stressful few weeks and I needed my therapeutic like cooking and I haven't done that. And I finally made biryani and I love that process and I just wanted to be alone. And he was out here. He felt guilty for not helping me and I was actually fine. So I kept coming over here to be like, look, I'm fine. And he's like, are you sure you don't need help? And I was like, yeah, I'm fine. And he's just really like, a nice guy. go like this with his arms. Cause he wanted a hug every like 15 minutes. <laughs> I didn't do that. That's, that's this guy. That's not real. I'd walk over She's here and he'd look things. at me and Fake go news. like this. <laughs> She's making up things. That didn't With happen. his arms. Oh, that's so cute. Thankfully, yeah. no one, uh, this is audio podcast, so no one can see what you're doing because it's all I'm live. putting my arms out and squeezing my She's hands She's like, come together. here. Come here, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, whatever. It's like the equivalent of Cookie <laughs> rolling over on her back. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Anyways, um, so yeah, that's the immediate reaction that I shouldn't have. I shouldn't have gotten so attached, whatever, yeah. instead of just understanding that like yeah. at the I'm base like that of with it. humans. <laughs> I am too, yeah. but I, I'm, yeah, I mean, you know, with humans, it's weird because I know this sounds like I'm a really shit person, but with humans, like we're capable for most of us are capable of understanding, uh, communicating 
and we choose, we have, we are the only living beings on this planet who can fully explain what is going on inside of our heads and communicate and fix things. We don't know that. Mm. Maybe we don't know that, but but dolphins are really smart. That is true. That is true. Orangutans too. That's true. That is true. You're disrespectful. <laughs> Shut up. I thought you were about animals. Yeah, you're fucking disrespectful. No, I'm saying that we're the only things that can, but we choose not to. <laughs> you just said it again. Yeah. You are disrespectful as shit. Yo, shut up. Let me talk. <laughs> God, Go this is why I'm going to have like random followers hit me up and be like, we support you. Yeah. <laughs> Who does that? People are going to petition for Rhea to have her own podcast. Point, point yeah. them the fuck out. <laughs> who does that? <laughs> so anyways, we're, we're the only one who choose not to or fuck shit up and whatever. And animals, they can't say anything. And yet they choose to like unconditionally. You know, you've you. never heard that quote, some orangutans just want to watch the world burn. <laughs> oh, is that? <laughs> okay, that was in. Um, you never heard that quote? Yeah, that was uh, Hitchcock, right? It was in House of Cards <laughs> season three, I think. <laughs> yeah. So, um. Basically, we lost uh, when when we when we brought Smokey and Cookie home. My dad was it hit him really hard, and he didn't realize how hard it hit him until it was done. And then um, we got like a really random situation where this kitten fell into the backyard and like in front of my dad. And this was about two years ago, a year and a half ago. Literally, dropped the mom dropped him. The mom has been fed by our parents. She's a stray cat. And my dad was like, what the hell? And he was, he must've been like three weeks old. Um, Were and- your dad? <laughs> yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I took a hit of this kombucha and then I came back into the conversation. I was like, that who the 1% fuck alcohol is really yeah. good to you. Yeah. Um, yeah. So my parents were like, what the fuck do we do? So they brought him in and tried to get him adopted and it just didn't happen. And I was like, you know, this is just a sign. You guys should just keep him. He fell into your arms or whatever. And so they bottle fed him. He was like three weeks. They bottle fed him. They like. Really, like, it was a baby. He was a baby, you know? My dad, the first day I walked in, I was like, just the difference between 10 years ago and now. First day I walked in, because we saw Niall. Niall was his name. Um, We saw him the first day he came into the house. We, like, drove over there. We're like, yo, we're going to go see this little baby. And my dad is sitting on the couch, like, with a massive blanket in his hands. like, (laughs) And there's a kitten swaddled inside of it. The kitten is asleep. And my dad's like... Look at him. He is so cute. And I was like, what is going on? Like the change, man. The change, right? Like my dad doesn't, like I said, doesn't say I love you. Like everyone knows that by now we've been discussing it. You know, he has a lot of like emotional issues or whatever. And he's just sitting there. And so Niall and him got really, really close. My mom goes back back and forth between India now. My dad works. My mom doesn't. So my mom's home most of the time. Uh, My mom's retired recently. So... Now my dad was like spending so much time with him and every day Niall is like a pretty crazy cat. He like runs around. He's super hyper. Mm -hmm. But when we see him with my dad, he sits in his lap and just like looks up at him and my dad's just like petting him for like an hour while he's watching TVs on his laptop. And I was like, he doesn't do that with anybody else. Right. Yeah. And so the bond he developed with him was crazy. Every day my dad comes home, he runs to the door. Basically, Niall passed away about two weeks ago, completely randomly. He was only one and a half years old. And my dad had to deal with all of it because he was completely by himself. He had to deal with every bit of it, including finding him in the morning when he had a vet's appointment just two hours later. And my dad has been completely destroyed. Like the last two weeks have been every time I've been talking to him nonstop because he doesn't have much emotional support. He is like completely, I have never seen him this way. He is one of nine siblings. I think out of the nine siblings, there's three left, including him. He has lost most of his siblings before 50 years of age. His mom died when he was like 21 or something like that. 
he's seen death go in and out of his life and it's just become something that's normal now right yeah. he's felt a lot of pain because of it but he even said he was like what was I gonna? Who was I gonna express that to? You guys didn't even know my siblings yeah. because, unfortunately, we didn't get to know his side of the family. And like, at this point in my life, I realize like, yo, he has no idea what it means to have a sustainable like relationship. Everyone that he knows that he's cared about has left this world, right? Yeah. And Nile was like his buddy, right? That was his like. He said it to to me. He's like he was like my best friend. Oh. And you know he was just like devastated he still is he's you know we're trying to spend time with him and stuff but he's completely devastated and torn um so and was he like this is, like this is what i get for getting this close to he said yeah, that multiple definitely, times definitely he said that multiple times he was like i shouldn't have and he was like also saying like this is the story of my life yeah. mm-hmm. that he's just like this is this is what it this is what my story is and i was like so this is gonna make him even more distant that's probably, what i thought right? you know yeah. but this is the one thing i wanted to share with you guys i have seen my dad say a lot of fucked up shit in my life um, time and time again when I was younger, just things that didn't make sense. He's just super closed off. I didn't care to understand where it came from before because it affected me. I was like, I don't care to hear about where it comes from when you're like affecting me with your words, right? Like I'm protecting myself too. Now at this point, I realize that it's because he's so emotionally closed off and there's been no one like here. We, we can, you know, talk about it. Like we can actually, we have people, we have friends, we have whoever boyfriends, girlfriends, right? Like back then, that's not a thing that you discuss your feelings. The fuck does that matter? You're just trying to survive. And then you get to this country at like mid thirties and you start over again. You have a kid and you have to fucking feed them and like find you're surviving technical aspects. Exactly. It's just like survival skills. Right. And once he got, used to having a pet around it just brought out this different side of him and essentially now after all this time he's just like the day one when it happened he was like never again i'm never gonna do this in my life again it's too much pain he was hysterical i have never seen my dad cry like that he's still crying on a daily basis he's still he's alone you know he's just but a couple of days later he starts talking about he starts first of all the fact that he started researching what happened to him, mm-hmm. he started researching um, care for cat, the things that he might have done wrong, even though I don't blame him, nobody blames him. Mm-hmm. He's researching all the things that basically could have gone wrong, you know, and he's learning about it. This man, he's 70 years old, spending all his time on the Internet, just like researching. Now he got a certification online for to become an NYC TNR caregiver, which is TNR is trap neuter uh, release, which is a, a system that you can basically trap stray cats, get them neutered and spayed. And if you have your certification, you can get it done for free. And then you release them back in the wild because feral cats cannot be home cats anymore. But now you're controlling the population. Oh. And because of the po- pop- the cat population is out of control in New York City, apparently. Oh, really? It's out of control. Yeah. Um, there's millions. But don't we need them for the rats? <laughs> Yeah, no, but there's but the so many out also already. out of control. No, but, but there's already so many it's like already. Vampires and werewolves. It's like a Jesus, the generational Jesus. fight that happens. I don't. What even... is it with <laughs> you and vampires and they Dracula? They made movies about this. They made they made the underworld saga I'm... about the fight between <laughs> vampires <laughs> and werewolves. Well, you see, the saga, <laughs> it's about vampires and werewolves and population control. <laughs> Cats versus mice, man. Cats versus rats. All right. Anyway, so there's a lot of cats already. So snitching. And when they give birth in the wintertime and stuff, they like die. The kittens die and stuff. So yeah, that's sad. He's 
actively taking control because he needs to do something. And and he's been wallowing for sure. But in the meantime, while he's wallowing, he's uh, feeding those stray cats and figuring it out, figuring out when to do the trap and rescue thing. Yeah. And I thought that was amazing because I was like, he's a 70 year old Bengali man. And he's now saying he's like, I want to volunteer at shelters. I want to do this. I want to do that. I want to help like. And I just, I felt so much respect for him because I don't know that many people who are South Asian at the, at his age who I thought like were just unwilling to learn and grow and change. Yeah. And I see him growing at a point in his life where like growth is not a normal thing. Yeah. And I just really respected that. And then I, I just kept telling him over and over again, I was like, look, the whole point of life is to give and receive love at the basic end of it, right? That's at the end of the day. And I was like, if you don't, give that to this like poor little creature who who knows what if what his lifespan would have been outside unfortunately he died very young yeah. he was still a kitten but how do you know what he would have been living like outside yeah he how do you know he wouldn't have made it you know and i was like for the temporary amount of time that you had him you gave him such a happy life he got such a bond with you you share i was like that's that is karma that you're never going to be able to replace and he was like so why did i lose him you know and i was like these things we can't explain right but at the end of the day like you did the right thing as a human being and so he started getting that into his mind and now he's slowly talking about potentially adopting two new kittens. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. And I was like, yo, that's phenomenal. I like got really teary eyed when he, he calls me every day. He was like, I've learned something new. And I was like, <laughs> I'm mad proud of you. Cause yeah. I don't, I probably would crumble and I did crumble, you know, like he's alone in that house. And I asked him, I was like, do you need us to stay? And he was like, I'm going to figure it out. Cause he, and he said the other day, the other day, he was like, I feel terrible. He's like, I feel so much guilt. I feel so much pain, but he was like, I can't live this way. So he was going through like the stages of death, basically. Yeah, he still yeah. is. You know, even today, this morning, he spent time with us yesterday, but today, this morning, he called and he was like, every morning I wake up and I think he's going to be sitting on my chest. Yeah. And he's not. Every day I come home, I, he said every day when he walks into the house, he cries. Because the thing is that Niall would run to the door. Yeah, so he's used to that. Yeah. He said he can't even sit in the spot that Niall used to sit at. He was like, I just look at it and I just sit there and cry. And I was like, that is fucking awful yeah and i i don't want i i feel like i don't want him to go through that pain like if i go through that pain and i'm one day going to because my cats are going to get older they are getting older i'm one day going to go through that but at the end end of the day as bad as i am during that time i know i'll get better eventually but my dad is 70 years old (laughs) speaking of which smokey's like sunbathing staring at us anyways i just wanted to shout out the fact that like south asian men at that age can grow and yeah. my dad is the, like, let me tell you, he's the last person I thought. And the one yeah. thing that can make him grow, cute little, cute little that's, pets. That's what it yeah. is. That's what it is. Cute little is. pets. And he, he's been, and he's really funny when he talks about it. Cause he's just like, we cannot, he, he speaks very, like, he's always making a speech. Yeah. We cannot ignore the fact that these cute little creatures, like he says, <laughs> cute, you know, cute yeah. little adorable creatures. <laughs> they are innocent and they are just they give unconditional. They don't care what you look like, who you are. They love you. I was like, yeah. oh, yeah. I feel like the next step is your dad's going to start a Reddit. My yeah. dad would be a great... I would listen to his podcast. Yeah. I, would li- I, would, I would look at his Hey, Reddit. he's like 70, and he went on message boards and started messaging oh my God. people. Yes. That okay, was I wild. Forgot to tell I was like, this. what okay. the fuck? This is, this, was, this is actually when I got off the phone, I teared up a little, and I told Kunal, because he he was like, you know, I, I uh, found a group of people online, and he was he found oh, this like... like a support group? Kind yeah. of, you know? Um, and he basically said that he wrote on it asking, um, he's like, I, he's like, I'm 70 years old. My wife is 62 and we have just lost our baby kitten, Niall. Mm. He was only one and a half and we're going through much grief. 
are we ready to adopt at some point or is it bad? <laughs> like, yeah, it's mad cute. It was yeah. so cute. And people were responding to him saying like, you absolutely can adopt, you know, make sure that you take some time to yourself. And they were like, there's so many cats out there from shelters who need you yeah. and you will not be replacing Nile. You'll just be remembering him and doing another good thing because the only thing we can do is like, you know, we can adopt for the time being that they're here with us. We don't control that. Yeah. And he was like, many people were saying very nice things. And I was like, you found a forum and you <laughs> yeah. wrote on a forum like 70 years you knew old. How to type? He's 70 years old. And he types phenomenally because he's so particular. He knows that he might make typos mm -hmm. and misspelling. So he's like really careful about how he oh, types. Okay. And meanwhile, my mom, she's on Facebook. I just saw it the other day. I screenshotted this one time. She wanted to post a picture of like some of her spring blooms. Mm -hmm. And instead of posting a picture, she just wrote on her wall, my blooms. <laughs> <laughs> there was nothing there. And I was like, Jesus Christ. Like, it's just so funny. He's, uh, he's just like, I don't know. He's like surprising me all the time these days. And I just, I don't know. I, I felt like a really soft spot for him because I know he's yeah. not the person who grew up understanding. My mom grew up with love. Her father was like an amazing, amazing man who has through, who had three daughters. He, you know, he passed away, but he's got three daughters and he raised them with such care. Like when they were on their periods, he would like warm up um, hot water bottles and give them like meds and stuff like that. Like he was not the father who was like, Oh, you're on your period. Like, let me not, t this is in the, you know, in the 60s, 70s, right? Like, yeah, that's not really common. And he would like sit up with them when they were like studying and doing their homework and stuff. Like he was a very involved, very considerate, very open-minded father. Right. So my parents, my mom grew up knowing that my dad did not. So to see that growth and change just for simple things, like, for example, he relies on me a lot now for support. And he said he said it, you know, yesterday when he left, he was like, thank you for just constantly like picking up the phone calls. Like he'll just talk for like an hour sometimes these yeah. days. And he doesn't mm -hmm. usually do that. He's just like, hey, well, are you OK? Did you eat? OK, bye. You know, mm -hmm. and now he just sits there and talks for a really long time. Yeah. And I'm like, do that because you need to let it out, you know, and he's understanding these little things. So. Yeah. We can talk about yeah. this on another episode, but um, like for people who don't have great relationships with their parents or they're kind of upset with how their parents kind of deal with things, I think it's like a time thing and just events that happen in your mm -hmm. life mm -hmm. where you have to take the opportunity. Well, you don't have to, right? It just depends on what kind of relationship you want with your parents. You have to take the opportunity and jump on the opportunity of actually being honest and communicating with your parents when something sure. comes up yeah that's the only way you can you kind have of, to make that initiative because yeah, they're because not going to do it they yeah. don't know how to right yeah. so it, it just depends on the opportunity you'll be surprised. Yeah. yeah and you'll just you just got to take that opportunity yeah. like mine happened a long time ago um well in college um where i really opened up to my parents because i was going through something and uh they've been it's been easier to talk to them about like personal stuff that i never would have talked to them about you know back in the day right. mm -hmm. so it took one experience to kind of Change my mindset on how I interact with my parents. Right. So, you still can't get her to leave the grapefruit out of the sandwich, though. No, that, that's a stubborn thing. Okay. That's like her. Right. I don't know what the fuck is going on. <laughs> yeah, but um, that's good though. I think next next episode we should we should we yeah. should talk about your issues. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think let's let's do that shit yeah. next episode. No, because I, I see like it all that. the time. Like people always talking about like I don't know yeah. how to talk to my parents about mm -hmm. this. Blah blah blah. So it's just jumping you on. You just got to fucking jump. Yeah. Exactly. I hate yeah, it when rip people. The I really hate it when people are like, "You understand my parents?" And I was like, "I may not. I really may not. Your parents are probably different than mine. Maybe they're a lot more strict. But you have to at least try. And if that fails, then cool. But you gotta just like can't be afraid. You have to show. Yeah, you have yeah. to show it's there. You may not win, but yeah, eventually you might. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and it takes a lot of time. I mean, I'm 29 now. My dad is 70. 
I never thought I'd be saying this when he's 70. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You had to wait till he was 70. Right. right. <laughs> so. And it's, there's no guarantees, but you got to give it a shot. Yeah. There you go. And you know, uh, you, you don't make 100% of the <laughs> shots you, you don't, don't take. take. That's the quote, right? right yes. Right. All right. Michael, Michael Scott. Michael Scott. Scott. <laughs> Wayne Gretzky, Michael Scott. <laughs> Amazing. All right, guys. Well, that was, uh, that. that was good. That was really good. I think we covered a whole lot of shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, episode 43. I mean, thank you guys for hanging in there this long. Again, we're at mild mannered timid. I'm at Cali say Kush is at Kush Parm. Rhea is at Rianjali music. Rhea, play the music. Please don't make me do the music. <laughs> Live show coming at you. Mild Mannered and Timid is produced by Kanal, Kush, and Rhea. Edited by Kush and Rhea. With music and scoring by Rhea. I'm generally useless. See you next time. <laughs>